0: It's the Built by Bama online podcast, this time from the North Zone area at Bryant-Denny Stadium early on a Saturday afternoon. The Crimson Tide inside Bryant-Denny Stadium right now going through scrimmage number one of fall camp 2019. And some news of note uh, that we wanted to get to you uh, after the media viewing periods out there. And to do that with us, is Charlie Potter. Alabama beat reporter for BamaOnline.com. The overnight hours turned kind of newsy for us there at BOL, Charlie. Yeah, um, you know, we we went out to practice yesterday, yesterday being Friday, and there's
1: some key absences out there we've we've expected and and known that defensive line starters LeBron Ray and and DJ Dale weren't going to be there but you know a big um you know freshman was missing and that was running back Trey Sanders and the report is that you know he got injured in Thursday's evening practice and what's even more brutal is it sounds like it was on the last play of the the practice and that's always you're rough to see because you're you're right there at the end and um, you know he wasn't able to finish, and it sounds like it's a pretty significant, you know, foot lower leg injury, and it could uh, keep him out from the entire season. He's expected to miss that, and you know that those things can always change. We've seen guys like Christian Miller and Terrell Lewis come back late in the season, but you know right here before the season starts, um, that's always brutal news. And for a guy that was Alabama's second highest, um, you know, signing right behind Antonio Alfonso, I know a lot of people were excited to see him. So um, some grim news. Uh, He was on crutches when we got here at the stadium, but we'll see what happens. Alabama still has some productive backs, and and they'll be okay, but it's it's also just a big loss in terms of the excitement that a lot of fans were were having for Trey Sanders.
0: Yeah, a dynamic guy that maybe would give them a little something different at the position, a couple of 225-pounders. In uh, Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. Uh, but we will hear from Nick Saban. In fact, by the time you hear this, you might have already heard from uh, Nick Saban in relation to the Trey Sanders injury, and you're right. Uh, by last night the news that that was sort of blowing around out there wasn't positive uh, in regard to the injury Um, but let's talk about what that means for the position touched on um, the fact that this is a guy with a lot of sizzle as the nation's top running back for the class of 2019 that being said he was competing right now anyway for more of a number 3 role. So at the top of that depth chart, nothing really changes, but opportunities for some others certainly come about.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And and I know that, you know, in, in this business and and when you're talking about Alabama fans and just fans in general, you're always excited about the new players and deservedly so, that the new guys, they're fresh and you want to see what they can do, but Um, He was splitting those 13 reps with Jerome Ford, uh, a guy that did some nice things in the spring. Obviously Alabama was a lot thinner in the spring because they didn't have Trey or Keelan Robinson, another freshman on campus. But, you know, he's still competing for those 13 reps. We went out there for the open practice last weekend and uh, that was the case. They were kind of splitting the time with the 13 with Talia Tonga-Vailoa at quarterback. And um, I know they felt really good about what Trey was doing. He had a really good camp. Uh, He's obviously a talented player and kind of brings a different dynamic from the other two backs that are at the top of the pecking order, but Alabama still has some options. I think Jerome Ford is continuing to show progress. He kind of has that support strip on his left hamstring, which kind of limits guys, but you haven't really noticed it from him too much, at least when we're out there. And and that gives a guy like Keelan Robinson, uh, who's kind of the forgotten freshman, uh, some opportunities. Uh, You know, we'll see if they move some guys around Uh, An option they could go with is Jadarius Townsend, who practiced there in the spring, but we saw him uh, at the beginning of the scrimmage today still practicing wide receivers. So that's a possibility. So it's not the end... Of the world, I think people need to kind of back off the ledge a little bit. It is a big blow, and, and I was excited to see Trey Sanders. I know everybody else was, but uh, Alabama still has some some talented running backs, and, and they'll be able to you know get those guys even more reps now with one less guy in the in the line.
0: As far as the guys that were most likely going into this season to hit that 150 carry mark or above, you know that was still Najee Harris yeah. and Brian Robinson. But yes, in terms of offering something different at the position. Trey Sanders could be that guy. Keelan Robinson could be that guy. Uh, in terms of stature, Keelan Robinson, uh, a good bit different than what we're used to seeing at the position, height, weight, those type of things, but has that kind of uh, burst and electricity to his game that may fit in well with those guys.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely different than the Alabama backs that everybody's used to seeing, but uh, I think he definitely brings a different dynamic. Uh, just watching him out there, I think it's it's pretty clear to see he's probably the fastest of the group just in terms of uh, quickness and probably home run speed. Uh, he's still kind of limited by a knee injury that he had before getting here. So that speed's going to increase as he gets healthier. And uh, if he can get these reps in, in the scrimmage just a few and maybe even more next week and you continue to grasp the offense, yeah, he could be a guy that, that contributes. And an area that Trey Sanders might have also contributed is a kickoff returner. Mm-hmm. I know Brian Robinson's done that in the past is more of that lead blocker for a guy like Henry Ruggs and, and Josh Jacobs, but um, you know, Trey Sanders had that kickoff return uh, experience, and, and Keelan Robinson has that as well. So, uh, there's gonna be some opportunities for the young kid. Uh, I think that he's gonna have to continue to get healthy, obviously, and add some weight, but uh, this opens the door for another play. That's kind of the, the MO when these injuries happen is you know, when one door closes on a promising play, there's always another one there to kind of step up in his place.
0: You know, and Jerome Ford had become already sort of, sort of a forgotten guy, even though he's right there in the middle of that thing for that third back roll. Jerome Ford didn't rush for 120 yards in the spring game, so we have that tendency to sort of, well, time to move on to the next guy. but. Uh, watching the team arrive here at Bryant-Denny Stadium. We were both out there. The first bus pulls up. Jerome Forge, the second guy off the first bus. Now, I'm sure they have even the buses designated by personnel. They want on each of them, Uh, but I thought it was pretty fitting that he was one of the first guys in the stadium today because uh, he's going to have an opportunity, you have to think, even in the pre-practice stuff. We saw him with that third-team offense. And so, what about elsewhere from an injury standpoint? You talked about a couple of defensive linemen that have been missing. Uh, we've seen some nicks in the secondary to this point. Um, I guess it was good, though, to see Miller all out there today in the pre-scrimmage stuff. Yeah, today's the first
1: day we've seen Miller in full pads. He's kind of went through the acclimation period. He's he's slowly but surely getting back to his old self. You've seen he's been limited a little bit, but, um, you know, he, that's, that's something Alabama needs because that tight end line is even thinner than the running back group so you know, that's good to see but yeah we mentioned lebron ray dj dale they're still not out here and they could uh, still miss a, a few more practices and might miss both of these scrimmages so uh, we'll, we'll see if Nick Saban has an update on them later. Uh, in terms of the secondary, Nigel Knott still is not at practice. He hasn't practiced all preseason. We saw Brandon Turnage uh, was in a black jersey and a walking boot before yesterday's uh, practice. So that one's another one that uh, you, you talk about these freshmen. That's three out uh, right now with Sanders, Dale, and, and Turnage. And you know one of the things that, um, you know just looking at today, is Matt Womack looked a little bit limited. Mm-hmm. We saw Evan Neal uh, working at left guard with the, the first group and Emilia Echior kicking over to right guard. And then one I don't think is necessarily uh, something Alabama fans should be worrying about is we haven't seen Dylan Moses do much these last two days. But if I'm Nick Saban, I know I'm not. If I'm Nick Saban. You're not? I, I, Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> I thought I had Nick Saban on here. Cut. Let's stop it. No, go ahead, Charles.
1: But um, if I'm this coaching staff with these linebackers and the injury history they have, I'm wrapping them in bubble wrap and telling them just, you know, enjoy the sideline for a little bit. And that's, you know, Dylan Moses is a very, very, very important piece of this offense. And he's out there fully dressed, you know, watching drills, coaching up these young guys, but he's not doing much. And I think that's more of a precaution than anything else. But other than that, um, I know that's a long injury list. And, and other than that, it seems like a non-applicable term, but um, everybody else is doing well.
0: Yeah, as they closed out those media viewing periods, I believe it was Markel Benton that was in there with Josh McMillan in that nickel look. So I think you're on to something there with Dylan Moses maybe having his load lightened uh, today. And absolutely, bubble wrap. Those are the two words I would say for about four or five guys on this roster. And, again, not to downplay the potential value of Trey Sanders. Uh, but if there's a guy that you need back sooner rather than later – on that injured list is probably DJ Dale, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that did a lot of nice things in the spring, but...
1: They have some young guys at the, on the defensive line, and they, they need that experience, as little experience as it is. And he's a guy that I think is, is going to be you know, similar to maybe what we saw from Deron Payne. I don't think he's going to duplicate what Quentin Williams did last year. That's hard for anybody to do. But I think more of that, you're just space eater that Deron Payne was. And, and he's a guy that, in-state kid, he's kind of fitting that mold of what we've seen from those defensive tackles. And, you know, they've, they've had rated reviews of him. And as soon as he can get back on the field, they'll be happy to see it. But it, it also gives some of those young guys um, some opportunities And in a day like this, when they're scrimmaging, uh, the more reps they can get, the better.
0: Yeah, and you talked about Matt Womack. And again, we were out there when the buses pulled up. And when an offensive lineman doesn't have knee braces on uh, and doesn't really have his hands taped or gloved or anything like that, that's a pretty good indicator that a guy might be limited. And with that, maybe we also got an indication as far as the pecking order from a depth standpoint at guard was concerned going into the scrimmage because we did see Evan Neal with that first team uh, at left guard. You talk about space eaters. It's a guy who can eat up a little space, Charlie. Yeah, that's a gigantic human being. And I think um, more so
1: than Neil, I, I know he's done a lot of good things since he enrolled early in the spring, but... One of the things that says to me is Emilio Echior is kind of that do-it-all oh, guy yeah. in the interior. He's going to be a starter somewhere, whether it's at one of the guard positions or even at center. We saw him mm-hmm. working with the ones a little bit at center, and they, they allowed Evan Neal to, to work with the, the first group as well. So Evan Neal kind of seems like that sixth man right now, and uh, if they put him in there, then they're going to just move Emilio Echior, Emilio Echior wherever they want, whether it's center or right guard. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an opportunity for Evan Neal to, to continue to work with the ones, but uh, for me, it, it shows that the that E, that's what Nick Saban calls him, I don't know if he can say Ekior, like but um, that he is going to be a part of this offensive line in one way or another.
0: He looks like he may very well be the, the top guard um, of, the, of the guys that they're working right now, although I think Matt Womack and that experience he brings to the mix, you can't understate that enough. And really, there's probably going to be, like, two different competition. There's going to be the preseason competition, for those three interior spots but then a month into the season you're going to be looking at the return of Deontay Brown so maybe a little bit of growing pains right now but you get a month into the season and then you have Deontay Brown available to you this might be a strength of this this offense really in general in time
1: yeah I mean everybody talks about the tackles because they're very talented and I think both can be potential first round picks you know next offseason but um Alabama is very deep in the interior and I know Deontay is not available right now, but he's a guy that's consistently worked at right guard with the twos. We haven't seen him kind of get a first rep or two because or, or, a first team rep or two, because he's a guy that has that starting experience. They like what he brings to the table. He's just a mauler. Um, and, and a guy that is accurately named cornbread. But um, <laughs> I, I think that the options they have in the interior with how they can move guys around is really interesting. And I'll be, yeah, I'm, this right now, you kind of can, can guess how it's going to play out, but I would be really interested to see what happens week five when Deontay Brown's eligible again and, and what they can do and, and move around once they have kind of the
0: full deck and, and to play with. The nickel we saw out there at the end of the uh, viewing period, Jared Maiden at that safety spot, Xavier, opposite Xavier McKinney. We've talked a lot about that competition. Um, that's another one that may go right up into perhaps game week. Yeah, um, you know, the,
1: the nickel the five nickel backs were at corner, Trayvon Diggs and Josh Job. They had Patrick Surtain at Star and that's kind of been what we've seen all preseason camp and then uh Maiden McKinney in the back end. And it's just it, it is an interesting competition because for me, just as someone that's around this team, and, you have know, been around this team uh, for a while, I don't envision an Alabama secondary without Shaheem Carter, but yeah. here we are listing one without Shaheem Carter. So, you know, what happens at safety and, and where they try to play them and, and how they play them, whether it's base, nickel, or, or dime, uh, will be interesting. I think that, you know, Shaheem's going to be on the field in some capacity. And, you know, we were just talking about the offensive line and, and the different combinations they can throw out there. The secondary is also a strength for this team with some of the depth they have. So, um, you know, that's going to be a battle for sure uh, to watch, you know, leading up to the first game. But uh, I think they feel really good about those top three safeties, no doubt.
0: Yeah, the good news is they're not looking for guys in that top five or six. They've got their top five or six. It's just who's going to just win that that one safety job, I think, as much as anything else. As we wrap up Built by Bama online podcast from Bryant-Denny Stadium on Saturday afternoon. A pretty big day for a couple of kickers, a couple of specialists, right? Uh, When you talk about Joseph, Bullivus, and Skylar along with the newcomer breathing down their necks.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen much from the kickers. Uh, We didn't see much from them. In the open practice, so today, yeah, is a big day. Depending on how this press conference goes, I think it could be one that maybe ends up on Sports Center just because of the injury <laughs> news. Uh, I was I was thinking about throwing a, a kicker question into Nick Saban, but there might be other things ahead of that in the pecking order. But yeah, I think with the with the way that the Bulovos and, and Scott Delong have been inconsistent, I think this is a big day for a guy like Will Reichard to to go out and maybe push them even further than he already has. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if Nick Saban gives a, a kicking update in his in his opening. If he doesn't, then, then maybe it won't get too crazy and we can ask about the kickers.
0: Could be a tierce Nick Saban behind the podium uh, on this Saturday afternoon. Well, Charlie, as always, really appreciate it, taking the time on a busy Saturday. Uh, coming up later, you will hear from Nick Saban following today's scrimmage. Uh, you got Charlie's practice update there at BamaOnline.com. Plenty of coverage still to come. At B-O-L. This is the Bama Online, Built by Bama Online podcast. Give us a subscription and maybe a five-star rating while you're there. Charlie, thanks a lot. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon on the Built by Bama Online podcast.